Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 157 of the Y'all Can Hear podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my three commemorative co-hosts. It is Jonathan again. I'm Nightcore, Never Shout, Never Cult, here to talk to you today for the first time in a month or, or two. It's been too long. Hello, it's me, Wenzel. Not even Nightcore, Wenzel? Nah. Not just regular yeah. wins. But I do have a thought I said I wanted to share. You know how, like, there's that common and kind of dumb trope in, like, movies or shows where, like, I was like, what if you got magically turned into a woman, right? What would you do? Uh, and they usually say, like, oh, I'd play with my boobs or something. Well, you know what? If I had a choice of playing with my boobs or getting an extra set of balls, <laughs> I'd get an extra set of balls. What the fuck? Where'd this come from? What's happening? I was I was thinking about that. It, it's bad. It's bad when Colt is saying what the fuck. It's like I don't know. I was thinking about it. Did I skip like a whole paragraph you said before that? No, I was I was literally I, thinking. I, I, this is. What I, I swear to God, I jumped dimensions because what you said did not make a goddamn was, lick of sense. This is what happens when he's gone for a whole month. He just has time to sit and ruminate in his head all the things he shouldn't well, say. And I like, talk honestly, to him I, almost uh, weekly. <laughs> I talked to him on a period like. Every single day for like the last month, I don't know what the hell happened. I, because the thing is, I I was waiting for him to say something just like off the wall, which he did. But I was more expecting like how many times he masturbated to the rabbit girl from okay, My Hero or okay. something. Uh, okay, let's let's get this one thing straight. Okay, Ooh. her name is Mirko. Okay, my from My Hero Academia, her name is Mirko. She's wonderful, and I would never do such a despicable act to such a beautiful, strong woman. <laughs> okay the, the thing the thing is wenzel, uh, wenzel we, we nice have a, uh, a built-in lie detector on our discord channel that thing's breaking the charts right now all right you got me but um no don't get me started on let's how, just no, say no, no, i'm locked in a cage of horny emotions don't, don't i don't know do why. not get me started on how much i love Mirko. besides the fact that she's absolutely gorgeous and buff she's actually a really great character and i can't say anything more because that would be spoilers but yeah, anyway, let me get back to my original point. I was thinking, people talk about how, like, if they were a woman, they would play with their boobs. No, get me an extra set of balls, and I'll play with that. Why? Do you even play with the ones you got? Ball fondlers, let man. Let me just say, I don't even ball touch fondlers. them daily. Ball fondlers. Ball fondlers. That's, what I, that's my answer. I think Wendell's been reading too much JoJo Part 8. That's my answer. Ball fondlers. All right. All right. I get it. What the fuck ever. How do we I'm, even go on from there? Huh? I, we might as well just stop now. Because I was going to ask y'all what have y'all been up to uh, during quarantine over the last month, but now I'm not sure I really want to find out. It's just constant masturbation. That's all it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> just come fucking everywhere. No, well, you know, Pornhub did, uh, did a free 30-day trial, so. You know, God bless the internet, and God bless uh, me not getting that fucking... Uh, stimulus check, man. If I had that stimulus check, let's just say I'd have a twelve hundred dollar statement to OnlyFans. <laughs> Wait, would you donate twelve hundred dollars to one particular OnlyFans or to twelve hundred different OnlyFans? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if I had it, man, it would happen. Where? where... Why the fuck did you not get a stimulus check? Because I was claimed, man. I'm a child, apparently. Oh. Which doesn't make any oh, sense because he pay he pays his own tax, like he pays taxes. But like the thing, is, yeah, like he pays. Income the the tax. thing is, is like he he was claimed as a dependent, but like, man, I don't know. There's there's just some like the stimulus check, just the whole that 
Did your mom get like an extra fucking? No, she didn't. Which is which is also weird. Um, just the whole. That's fucking. Yeah, the bullshit. whole thing in general is just really fucky and stupid. Uh, like it's twelve dollars sounds nice, but like doesn't cover everything. And also, there's just too many fucking gaps or too many people that are just forgotten or left behind, and it's just. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. It, well, and the thing is, is like here in Alabama, that act, twelve hundred dollars can go a long, pretty far. Like I said, twelve hundred dollars. Uh, but like, if you live in fucking New York, that doesn't even cover your fucking. Oh no! Rent. If you live in like, so, uh, even if you live in like L.A. or just anywhere with these high, uh, high rents, or like you know, yeah, like I, and then just high cost of living I, I remember, in general. <laughs> yeah, and even where we live, like in Alabama, has like some of the highest fucking rent in the state. So, or it's, or at least this, just a particular spot where I, we live. I remember. Oh, I remember shit. one woman on Twitter was talking about how how the um <laughs> the check the stimulus check would a, would a, be able to pay for one month rent, and um that's it. And then the money that she would have left over would be enough for a Starbucks coffee, which is like five dollars. Jesus. And Christ. she lives in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and the thing is too is most of us are kind of laid laid off. Like I'm lucky that I still have my job for now. Uh, Man, I'm in the same boat. I might have to go back to work. You know, during uh, one of the worst modern days. Man, not that we we shouldn't be talking about this. this is no. a very depressing. No, 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 stuff. no. Let's let's talk about it. Like it doesn't have to be sad, but like let's. The world is coming. But to like end. you know, like we haven't. We haven't been on the podcast for a while, and like, there's just stuff that, like, I know Colt, Dean Colt, have talked about together. We've kind of like vented to each other, but like, the like, it's like we'll get into happier stuff later because we have been keeping ourselves occupied. But while while you know, because of these things that keep us occupied, you know, because of the fact that we're living during a pandemic, and it's like, it's man, I I uh I still have um a final two well I have a final exam that I need to do it's an essay and then I have to do a painting for my painting class and that's it and they're all it's due next week and uh let me tell you I uh this semester has sucked and I have not wanted to do bum fucking shit because it like like it how how can i do schoolwork during something like this where we have to stay at home and like we have to try to make ourselves not go crazy because we just want to do stuff relax and not be worried of all the shit that's going on outside and like it's just it sucks it, it like it's bumming me it like it's more than bumming me out it's making me really sad because all this stupid online work and having to worry about that and have to worry about you know not just rotting uh oh my god yeah i completely understand like uh it was like a week or two ago i kind of had this like mental breakdown just with the culmination of everything like just because it, yeah yeah so I, and i mean and like i've really have stopped like re paying attention to the news like i'm paying enough attention to be informed but like like my dad in particular he is just like fucking glued to cnn 24 7 and i don't see how he doesn't blow his brains out <laughs> it's so depressing i i, I completely understand that and, and i mean he's becoming fucking unbearable because of it too so it's like because he, he's just getting like a constant stream of just like information and a, a lot of it's just negative and that's sort of like buzzing and burning through his head so mm -hmm. he's got to get it out so he so he yeah. runs to you and it's like oh blah 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 doom and gloom and like you're already processing all your bullshit trying to keep it together and then you're just getting someone else's you know i guess valid need to like you know exercise themselves 
and then sort of like, but you, you can't help but take in all the stuff they say that's mm-hmm. concerning them, that concerns you. It's just this weird negativity feedback loop. So like, how, how do you sort of balance keeping yourself informed, b- juggling your own sort of thoughts, feelings, and neuroses on top of the, the general just unease that's going on right now? Yeah, and, and like, I've been like staying off of Twitter and Facebook as much as I can. That's and usually when fucking, I get... You're doing a good thing because... All I see yeah, on Twitter cause... is not just from the pandemic stuff. It's just like people are finding stuff to be angry at, and it's it's a so, shit show. <laughs> so tired. It's a shit show. It, it is, and it, like even my my Twitter like timeline is actually pretty tame compa- compared to most people. But yeah, like even then, it's just like fuck. And, and anytime like I post anything, it's mostly like on Facebook. I'm just like, here are some cats. Here's some like eye bleach. Hell yeah. And I don't, like, advertise that, but like, at the same time, it's like, you know, if I can just make someone, like, smile or feel any sort of better during this, I mean, I feel like that's doing some yeah, good. Yeah, no, I, I feel you, because, like, on my Twitter, uh, I usually retweet, like, <laughs> I usually retweet bits or, like, art or stuff, like, and then occasionally I'll see, like, uh, I might, like, occasionally, like, retweet, like, something that really resonates me. It could be, like, a rant or some, like, I don't know, some statement or something. I go through so much shit that I'm just, like, Jesus fucking Christ. And, like, and now, like, with the pandemic, it's just, like, it's insane how stupid and ridiculous people are. <laughs> like, and, and, you know, speaking, and, you know, yeah. my dad, uh, before this was actually like glued to the tv like with news and oh my god he watches fox news and it's so fucking annoying yeah yeah, like like at least i can't complain because my dad's like fairly left-leaning yeah but i could not imagine being there with your dad right now like and he like he's glued to it and he was he'd always talk about i need to stop watching the news but then he watches fox news and he gets angry it's just this constant cycle like pat said and um but now but as of recently he's actually uh He's just been watching just nothing but movies and stuff to keep himself occupied uh, because, you know, he's uh, my dad has diabetes and he's old. So, like, he's more at risk. Uh, so he he goes out very little. And, you know, I mean, he, he went out very little anyway because he doesn't have a job. He's retired. But now, like, he can't go out at all. Or if he does, he has to, yeah. you know, mask up. Be very, be very careful. careful and stuff. Yeah. So he just watches a lot of movies and shows now, which is nice. A huge change of pace. Yeah, yeah. And I know y'all are y'all are kind of out there. Are y'all able to get out any at all? Uh, like, what do you mean exactly? Like, 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 we're, oh, like, like just going to like, we live more like in, oh, in yeah, the urban yeah. part of it. Uh, uh, like y'all are more rural, so it's just like how is like sort of quarantining different for you? Because uh, it's on y'all are kind of like out. A little more sparsely populated, you know, more out in the woods, it, yeah. so to speak. It's not bad because um, there are there's a Dollar General right next to us, but uh, f- for the coming weeks and stuff, or for the past few weeks, they're um, they'll occasionally run out of stuff, um, or they won't have the stuff we need. So we'll have to go to uh, Foodland, which is a quite a bit down the road, and um, yeah, and that, and that's a place you don't want to uh, go. <laughs> If this is a food land, I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I, honestly. I I don't want to go, or, or I hate going to any big grocery store just because it's just so like. I, I would say food land because I have had to gone to have had had to go to Target recently to get stuff because Foodland didn't have. They, oh my gosh, it, it's ridiculous. Like Foodland isn't sparsely populated yeah. with people, but like 
people like you know stock up of course and it's like it, there's just there's uh oh man yeah it, it i don't know i don't know it, it like it's not weird it's just it's interesting to think that like we have to like really think about our trips to the store and usually that's just one maybe every two weeks or more yeah because like i know like i i try to carry my mask everywhere just in case i need to go to like walmart or something my work provides me with a fuck ton of gloves so i'll usually get a couple from there like if i have to go after yeah. work and just get a couple gloves so because I ain't touching anything in that store with my bare hands. Oh, yeah. No, I... Because, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm really bad about touching my face. I've, I've been more self-conscious and, like, watching myself lately. But, yeah, it was like, fuck, I am not getting this goddamn disease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, I my mom, uh, she's an LPN, so we have, like, a ton of gloves and stuff. And uh, she got, like, right mm-hmm. before the pandemic broke, or when I, like where we're at right now um she actually stocked up on masks too so like i always um always bring gloves and a mask and another another just in case um i do something dumb like touch my mask or like something happens yeah uh how how have you been pat well much like y'all i'm just trying to keep semblance of what needs what i need to do what i need to think about i I know I got in a sort of a, a bad way maybe a couple of weeks ago, but I think what sort of helped me was sort of just focus on the, the things I can control. I can control like how much I expose myself to outdoors, how often I go out, how sort of things like that. Just like on the smaller things that I have the immediately like access to and control to, that's been our big help in sort of controlling the existential spiral that can that can definitely come out of this. Yeah, and that, that's just, like, good life advice anyway, you know, sans the pandemic. But, yeah, it's definitely with the <laughs> and, with uh, all this shit going on. And to your point about just going out, I, I've had to go out more for my job. And it's just sort of funny, some of the places that I have to go to pick up things for work, like, recently I had to go to one of our local hardware superstores to pick up something for my work. How every single day... Places like Lowe's and Home Depot are just like asses to elbows out there. Like there's, for some reason, every single like middle-aged person who's like out of work and you know doesn't want to stay at home, they spend all day at Lowe's and Home Depot. Like, oh, I guess we're at home now, trying to do all those projects we've been thinking about. And it's just aggravating to think that they're just out there with no protection most of the time. All, and just I feel so, uh, sorry for all the people who have to work there and they're just sort of like they're getting by and they're trying to make the best of the situation but they have all these people just kind of like not really thinking about their own safety or other safety and sort of like the general risk of exposure and just like, hey, let's just build a bookshelf or start a garden or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it yeah. just isn't really necessary. Because like uh, one of our friends uh, who works at Lowe's that I used to work at she she was saying that most people are just coming in to like get gardening shit because there's like oh I can't do shit at home so I guess I can do gardening or whatever but it's like but everyone has that same idea and I don't know I haven't been on that side of town to see how Lowe's is doing but fuck like we live across the street from our Home Depot and it is always packed like the parking lot is always that's full. crazy and i'm like gee they're getting done the house stuff that they never had time to do like there's a cabinet with the fucked up drawer gotta fix that been on the list for a long time i mean that that makes sense yeah. but if you're gonna do that you know if you need if you need those supplies if you really 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 want to do that you know make sure you go out with the protect yeah yeah and and you also don't gotta just think go about out where we live and the type of mindset that people have about sickness it was 
stuff. I like cannot this. believe that is how packed I I have when I when I went to Target, I could not believe how packed it was like on not only on the road at Target. And there were and there were yeah, like, like very it, little people with protection on and there were people that were up my ass in line. Yeah, and it's <gasps> and they have like clear signs of like Stay six feet, you know, fucking social They literally distance, put stuff on the inbreds. floor that shows you the distance that you should keep between the next person. And this yeah. guy, I remember, okay, I told Colt this. There's this guy who literally, this college guy, literally came there to get, I think, wine. Fucker was down my neck breathing. Like, are you serious? It's like, dude, back like, the do you fuck not, up. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I could feel, I could feel his breath on my neck. And he was just looking at his phone. Like... What are you doing here, dude? And to, to, just to your point about people like not heeding like any sort of signs or postings like in a, in a store, we have a at least nine foot diameter like cautionary tape on the floor that's about a foot or a foot and a half w wide. It says, "Please stand behind this line in order to be served." And literally every single day, they just walk right by it. They just see this giant ass vibrant caution tape on the floor, and it's just like that doesn't apply to me. Just walk man. over it old people i guess jesus oh man man and at my job like they are just luckily like i am like super fucking fortunate because we're close to the public and i actually part of my job doesn't require interacting with the public so i can go to work but i swear to god i get calls every single fucking day you know asking whether we're open or not and there will be people who will come up to the door and they'll just like start yanking on the door, even though we have a total of like nine signs on the door saying some form of like, we are closed, go the fuck away. But they just fucking yank on the door. And when I go up there and be like, hey, what the fuck are y'all doing? They're just like, oh, can I get blah, blah, blah? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> What part of we are close to the public you not understand? It's these older people who think that we can just make exceptions for them. And I was like, oh, well, I just need one thing. Can you let me? And I'm like, no. Like, if I start, if I have to let you in, then I'll have to let the next person in. And then why are we close to the public? Yeah, yeah. that makes perfect sense. I don't, but pe but people just think the world fucking revolves around them. And it's frustrating. Uh, it's, it's just, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I haven't left my house since uh, March 17th. God, how, how how are you holding up? Oh, I'm doing fine. Uh, I try to talk to people as much as possible, which is you guys. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen my mom and my two neighbors whenever we went to a storage shelter face-to-face. Uh, -face. I've only seen three people, humans, face-to-face -face in the last month and a half. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So you, you've been the safest of all of us, but but also you're, you're in the most in danger of mental poisoning. Uh, yeah. I'm, go I'm yeah. already going insane, it feels like, just seeing all these people doing what they please, uh, making the situation worse when it could be a lot easier just to, just to stop what you're doing. Just don't. Stay home. Watch Netflix. Or jerk off. Yeah. It's literally that And, simple. like, you know... I, I've told Colt this, and I'll say this on here. I, I'm, I'm like, and it, it's just weird because I'm so used to like going to campus, going to town, and sometimes I just go to town because I just want to go like to Barnes and Noble or something, or go like up to Hoover just to look at stuff. Not maybe not even buy anything, just to look, you know. 
because I like I like to get out. I like to move around. Same thing with my dad. But because this is happening and I have so much stuff here in my room that like to keep me occupied that like I'm perfectly like, you know, it sucks that this happened, but like I'm I've been actually like besides the schoolwork and that shit. It's it's like nice to just like sit here and just relax and just like get to stuff or focus on things that I haven't had the time or haven't felt like doing and like you know it's just I know it can be hard but like you just gotta do it because we don't want to be locked up in our houses until like the middle of next year which is like at the rate it's going that's might what be what happens all I know is our government needs to fucking step their shit up they're fucking stupid as shit I'll say that it's dumb <laughs> oh my God. It, it, you're and, only and making is... it worse for us Please, just they, shut it all down nationwide, please. That, that, that's But what they're doing is, it's that stupid fucking conservative Republican logic where they're just like, we'll let the states decide. And then the states are like, well, we'll let the counties decide. And it's just, they're just delegating it all the way down. I, I will say it is funny because um, that our governor seems to be a little bit more level-headed than the surrounding southern states. Oh, yeah, like... Of all the states, I figured we would be, like, one of the fucking worst. But, like, out of, like, the southeast, we're, like, our governor, Kay Ivey, is probably, like, the most sensible one. And that's that's being very generous, too, because, like, she's a fucking dumb shit. I want my and, hair cut. And, but, like... <laughs> Oh my god, do not get me started on that. We have to go to Fuddruckers. <laughs> More like butt fuckers. Let me, let me shave my balls. <laughs> you can do it's this like, from home. You right? can shave your balls at home. I mean, literally just do what like a bunch of our friends have already done. Just shave their head. Yeah. Just do something. Like, you know, if, if I had gotten my three weeks quarantine from work, which I'm still salty about... I, I probably would have done something drastic with my hair or my facial hair. Like, I, I, everybody knows I have a beard, but I really want to change it up and not, not going out in public would give me that freedom to do something crazy. Like, I thought about maybe just having a mustache or just having a goatee, but I don't get that chance now. Yeah. But, um, well, well that, that reminds me. I remember us talking in chat a, a while back. Have you changed your appearance up while uh, on lockdown? Uh, I just, I'm continuing to trim my beard uh, like normal, but my hair... It's just getting longer and longer, and uh, uh, it's just going to be the longest I've ever had my hair, probably my whole life, by the time it's all over. Fuck. Because <laughs> I am not going to get a haircut from, uh, like, my mom, because that's going to be a bad situation. And I'm also not going to get a haircut from, uh, a, like, a barber. I, I'm not comfortable, because... Uh, I don't know. They could have cut so many people's hair that day. I don't feel comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's... And I mean, and most most of those places are closed yeah. anyway. Yeah. Uh... For now, but I don't know. Our economy needs it, so not probably not for long. <laughs> hey guys, don't you know um, th some things are more important than living? Yeah, because you know, money uh, or death. That's all you got. Did y'all see uh, Texas's lieutenant governor basically, you know, saying the economy was more important than living? Just like flat out Shave saying my that. Balls. Like, mass <laughs> Shave my balls! <laughs> and literally earlier that week, he posted like a um, pro-life, no abortions, all, every life is important. And then he's like, <laughs> but also, life's, life is important, but not as important as getting the economy back. Man, out. That, that is some funny <sighs> shit. <laughs> that is so freaking funny. <laughs> like, like yeah, it just, it it's so wrong. He's not going to fucking matter when we're all dead. It's so insane. Like, it just reminds me of the people who said more people were killed from abortions than the Holocaust. Like, what? 
<laughs> that's literally the same mindset when somebody says something like that. Oh my god, that's okay. Back to hair. <laughs> yeah, back to uh, hair. We talked about this. Uh, yeah, Pat brought it up. We talked about this. How I actually was for right before this was gonna happen. I was gonna shave my head, or yeah, I was gonna shave my head because I was like, crap, we're about to go into quarantine. You know, I don't want to grow out my hair like. Because I, I was thinking, because I wanted this for however long just to keep it kind of short and not as long as I did last year. So I was going to just shave it. <laughs> but, you know, I never got around to it. So now, you know, I can't. So my hair is just growing out. I, I could shave my face, but I don't really care about doing that. Uh, I don't go out much anyway. So, like, I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to try. I'm going to see if I can grow out a fuller beard because I've always had a problem of growing it out. Uh, it never grows out, like, right or full. It's always patchy, but so far it's it's fuller than it has been before. Uh, just gotta go even longer to see how much it grows out. Kind of my situation. Shave my balls. Like like my hair has has been long for the longest time, so nothing has changed in that regard. Yeah. I can't let my quote beard go out grow out because my beard looks fucking horrendous. I I understand. Like it's it's just really light. And then, like, really patchy, and it's mostly neck. And I'm like, oh, yeah. No, the, Jonathan, I, I have the solution for you. You just gotta what? buzz it down over and over and over until your whole face is covered in stubble, and then you let it grow. Or I can just be a smooth baby face boy. I, yeah, fuck like, well, I, I my, be. Well, Jonathan, everybody here is not baby face. Jonathan's the only baby face. Everybody hit him. Hit balls. I, I mean, I don't give a shit. But, well, if you fashion your hair into a beard for yourself. You can take it off. You know, I could shave do your balls, that. put the hair Just... on your face. Why are you so persistent about the ball shaving? I, I you know, I think uh, I actually did go insane. <laughs> I was gonna say, Jonathan, Winslow my uh, my facial hair does the same thing. It grows mostly around my neck. So annoying. It, it's so gross. It is, like, yeah. <laughs> like I tried to grow it out a, like a year or two ago, and I tried to convince myself that you know it's like oh it'll grow. It's just awkward right now. It'll grow in, and it just did not because like there's a gap from part of my cheek to my chin that's just bare it doesn't grow shit <laughs> even if my beard were to grow out there would just be these two little gaps on the side of my face so you have like this sort of mutton chop friendly gentleman sort of situation i yeah, actually <laughs> i did have i did have a uh, fucking sideburns for a while <laughs> I, I remember that actually i have the same thing there's just this little little tiny space uh where the, my what would be my mustache doesn't connect to my chin and it's just like four or five hairs could just grow right there it'd connect it'd be perfectly fine but nothing's like there's some tiny hairs not growing but Wenzel, you that means you'll have a van dyke which is a type of beard. i know i know pat <laughs> or is it or is it technically classified as a mustache i don't know i don't know man who knows but yeah that, that's why i gave up on a beard i was like fuck it i'm just gonna be baby face i'm going to embrace Fair. it did we say this is the three-year anniversary? Did you say that, Pat? That's what I was hinting at when I, when I opened this up with my commemorative co-host, because this is technically our three-year anniversary show, because the very first episode of AYC8s came out April 29th, 2017. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday, three Woo! years. Three years. Uh, it's not exactly what we planned, which I don't even remember what we planned. I don't, you know, <laughs> we... Oh man, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry to the audience. There was plans. There, there literally was so many plans, and now they're just all they just all fell through. Like we can't do anything. Like we we had a whole episode talking about what we had planned for this year, and then pow, we, all that kind of got knocked down. Yeah, and we're just kind of having to do it week to week, just 
see what kinda, we can yeah. do. Like I went through our idea bank for our top of the year meeting and sort of broke it down to what we could do, what we could not do whatsoever, like with traveling and going out for food and taste tests. So we couldn't do, can't do those anymore. And all the guest stuff I had lined up, that's kind of SOL right now. So basically what we have left, I had like five or six episodes that we could do just Jonathan and me or Cannon. And then I broke down the remaining episodes, like who we could get on from the the, the main group, like y'all or Cody or Tanner. So we kind of have to rebuild from the ground up what our sort of content's going to be. I Luckily, talking with Jonathan, we do have some stuff planned. So um, don't mm-hmm. worry. We still have content ready to go. It's just Hell we yeah. just had to do some thinking on our feet and just sort of do some restructuring. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, it wasn't that big of a deal, and we'll, we'll probably talk about. I, I mean, yeah, we'll just have to freeball it. Also, a good thing. Shade balls is that uh, Winslow and I. This is the first one we've been able to record since I don't even remember. So this is going to be us coming back in to more episodes in the future. So maybe get ready to hear more of this. Just behind the curtains, because I think the last episode we recorded was um, definitely just like during spring break during our banter weekend. As that was definitely over a month ago because while they had appeared on every episode the month before, those were recorded well in advance. So yeah. this is really the first time we got to talk to them outside of one other occasion since our weekend together. So yeah, it was basically from Final Fantasy till now. It's been just like me and Pat or me, Pat and Can. Free balling. Free balling. We did want to catch up with y'all, see what y'all went up to. Cause I know uh, y'all, we be talking a little bit in chat about some of the like the, the movies we've been seeing, the games we've been playing, shows we've watching. Because we kind of talked about that at the top of the month between Jonathan and myself. But also, we want to hear from y'all. What have y'all been consuming while uh, in quarantine? Uh, me? I have been a big gamer. I've been turning into a gamer boy. Uh, gaming, playing those games. I'm totally not catching time so I can look at what I've been playing. I've been playing a lot. It's been so long. At the beginning of the quarantine, Wenzel and I dove real deep into uh, Neo 2. And that was a very... It's, we're not even done we're with it. We're not even done with it. It's a very, very fun co-op experience. It's so fucking hard. It is insanely hard. I've. It's way harder so than what any is Dark it? Souls. Any Souls game. It is so hard. Uh, I... Uh, actually, before we even got into actually before we got into Neo Two, we were actually playing uh, Far Cry New Dawn, which is really fun. We, oh yeah, it's ooh. been the, I, it's been so long. We haven't, so many yeah, years. we haven't even finished that either. But uh, we have time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna name some stuff that I've beaten: Doom Eternal, uh, Animal Crossing, Resident Evil Three, Final Fantasy Seven. And I've started countless games because I'm trying to find th- that feeling, that rush, that serotonin that Final Fantasy VII gave me. And it's going to be a Ooh. long time before I get that. Yeah, and then me and Colt are probably going to do an episode on that because I, I finally finished it yes. a few days ago. Yes. Or actually about a week ago now. God damn. Yeah, I finished it April been... 17th, 2020. Fucking do it. Very, very good game. Uh, how how was Resident Evil Three? Resident Evil Three, I absolutely love it. I, I can understand why a lot of people were mad at it because uh, they cut out a good bit of content. But personally, yeah, uh, I've heard it is like really short. Yeah. It's not really because I beat it in the same amount of time that I beat Resident Evil Two, uh, the remake. That is, uh, I I beat mm-hmm. my Leon playthrough, at least one of the playthroughs. 
was like four hours and 30 minutes and my resident evil 3 playthrough was like four hours and something so they're relatively wow. the same length but resident evil 2 does have you can play as uh claire yeah and i mean that's how you get the full story yeah. is by playing but it's mostly London. the same stuff with resident evil 2 and i i don't know a lot of angry babies about that if you ask me uh with the time length of resident evil 3 resident evil 3 yeah. is a great game if you like resident evil 2's fun action bits you'll love it yeah i think the big issue a lot of people were having is like why why are we being charged 60 bucks for just this you know just for a four-hour experience yeah. also people fail to realize resident evil or the new resident evil games the replayability is really really high because uh, they have the mm-hmm. in-game shop that you can open as soon as you beat the game where you can get uh, buffs like uh, extra pouches extra uh, coins that do damage, add health, stuff like that. And uh, yeah. it, it just makes it more fun to do. Because I started my speedrun of Resident Evil 3, and I'm already halfway through the game, and I'm like an, only an hour in. Yeah, But I haven't uh, attempted to go back to it due to it being really difficult, and I don't feel like doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, I, I played, uh, I recently played resident evil 2 remake and i was not prepared for one how scary that fucking game was <laughs> oh it's definitely probably the scariest game it, uh, it and resident evil 3 bundle them together that is the scariest time you'll have in horror video games yeah and then and how fucking hard it was like i died so much to just fucking bullshit <laughs> oh god <laughs> burp I can't help it no i got you i also got persona 5 royal i've been enjoying that uh i've not played it now, now which one is royal it's the it's persona 5 that is the definitive edition that added a bunch of tiny the new stuff character and like a new semester and a bunch of new stuff uh yeah it's basically the same game but it's got a different ending and stuff like that oh god i need to finish that game I Be- because to... persona 5 scramble that's the one for the switch that plays more action rpg correct yeah that's the actual sequel to uh, Persona 5, the original game. It, it goes oh. off the story from uh, the end of Persona 5, uh, the original. Okay. I haven't seen I any need... game, or I've only seen gameplay. I don't know any story. I really can't it, wait for yeah. it to come out. Uh, also, I play Animal Crossing daily, at least 30 minutes a day. Used to be playing like five plus hours a day for like three weeks straight. Uh, it, it, it's an amazing game. So, much the same page with you, Cole. I, I play it. That's like a daily kind of cool down for me. Just play like half an hour to an hour every day. So I'm I'm, I'm definitely going at a much more leisurely pace with New Horizons than I have in the past, where I'm just like, well, I just so an inordinate amount of time into the game. And uh, but but it's also been fun to sort of um, play simultaneously uh, with my sister because. I mentioned before, she's just not into video games at all. But as soon as she found out about it, like she she could borrow it from me, but then she went out and bought her own. And we've been we played quite a few times and sort of talked on the phone while we were playing. So even though we can't really hang out with each other right now, that's like our way of keeping in touch throughout all of this, yeah. which has been a, a very nice little experience. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it is nice because like th- th- I guess that's another thing that's sort of like a, a, an unfortunate byproduct of the quarantine is that. I usually go home like once every couple of weeks or so. And because of this, I haven't been able to see my family because we live about half an hour apart. And uh, the only time I got to see them was when we had a, a big storm coming through and, and like, the family came over the bunker down. But outside of that, it just hasn't really been very prudent to, to make several trips back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess it has, the quarantine has, has its some 
positive turn to it that we can sort of work through to, to get what yeah. we need to get by. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, before we get off video game, or at least I get done with my video game segment, uh, played a whole lot of the uh, Modern Warfare, whole lot with Wenzel. Like, we played it a little bit when it first launched because it's a new Call of Duty. I honestly wasn't feeling it at launch because there was a lot of stuff wrong that I didn't necessarily like due to spawns and damage and it just took a lot of getting used to. They released Warzone. Winslow and I went crazy on it and we played nothing but Warzone for a week. Was that the Battle Royale mode? Yeah. It's honestly the best mm-hmm. Battle Royale mode. That's not a joke. I usually hate Battle oh, wow. Royales, but this one's really fun. Due to the fact that you can, when you die, you go to the gulag and you beat another person to death. No, you fight them to the death. And if you win, yeah. you can actually come back. You get back game. in the game. Yeah. Yeah, Cannon was, he, he's, he was playing that a lot and he was telling us about it. Yeah, it's real fun. And then we've just been playing multiplayer like crazy. It's, it's nice to be able to play Call of Duty again. Well, here's the thing about that, Colt. Yeah. I haven't played Modern Warfare since it first came out. Who have I been playing with? That's for you to find out next week. Oh, Not you, the audience. Fuck. Oh. But, okay. oh, but um, yeah, no, we've been playing so much Call of Duty. Uh, literally, the second, when we first played Warzone, the second game, we ended up uh, winning Warzone. Oh, yeah, we totally did. Yeah, we I totally fucking owned that. it. It was so sweet. Oh, my God. War, Warzone, like... It wasn't until, like, we were, like, we kind of want to, like, le- we we really want to rank up weapons and stuff in multiplayer, so we we got off Warzone, but, like, just thinking about it, oh, it's so exciting, it's a rush, because it's, like, even if you die, you go to the gulag, and then you're just, like, you're just pumped up, and you beat a man to death, and, ah. Yeah, and then there's times when you don't beat a man to death, and you just watch your friend roam in the wilderness trying to find enough money to bring you back. <laughs> it's very fun. It's, it's fun. It's really fun. I'm just saying, if one of you guys dies before me, I'm going to try to find $4,000, and I'm going to throw it in the nearest ATM. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Jonathan has a new video game experience. He started last night. He started Nier Automata. Yeah. And he and he was sure to let everybody know about it. He, <laughs> because he was playing in the, to a certain part, and I was in bed dead asleep, and I just hear screaming, <laughs> screaming from the living room so loud that me, you know, deaf, in the back of the house, shot straight up out of bed. And it's like, who the fuck is dying? <laughs> and I run out in the hallway, and Johnson's just sort of like sitting, mouth agape in her armchair. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I'm trying to like get my brain rewired to figure out what this fight or flight scenario. <laughs> Turns out he saw a very interesting part of the story. Why don't you elaborate on that? Uh, oh, yeah, the robots were fucking. Yeah, become as gods. Become as gods. Yeah, I was just like, you know, what? <laughs> and the okay. thing is, when he said that, I was like, I was like, oh, man, did he just spoil a part of the game? I don't remember that. And then literally, like, it didn't click until Colt says become his gods. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, it was it was like maybe. Yeah, like because we uh, we streamed that. it because and that was on the stream. And that was amazing. I, I hung around for a, a bit longer and I'd see like all these little tin can robots like humping and then they start like coalescing to this big ball and it hatches into like naked anime Sephiroth looking dude and then like you know your robot maid wife and somebody else has to like beat him to death I, the whole time I was like watching the robots fuck it just it just looked so jarring it was like the island of misfit toys or but they're horny it is literally I want like honestly I would call it surrealism <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it it's really out there, but I'm really fucking enjoying That's it good. so far. That's Dude, good. the whole game is magical. I can't wait for you to get the true ending. I think it's ending D. Oh my goodness. It is the most emotional I've ever been playing a video game since, like, uh, the ending of Metal Gear Solid, the true ending for Metal Gear Solid Five. Man, I love it so so much. Near Tomada, if you haven't played it, any this goes to anyone. Play it. It's uh, got a really really fun story. If you just do it. And even then, it's just a really fun game to play. Yeah. I mean, it's platinum games. Yeah. Of course, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be balls to the wall. You know, they just go hype as hell, crazy with their stuff. Yeah, and every and like the controls are buttery smooth. Like it's. I was surprised at how open the game was. Oh yeah, you can do whatever the or you can go wherever you want. Because like I'm used to other platinum games like Bayonetta where it's like um, you yeah. can explore the areas, but it's definitely Here. more yeah. contained. Yeah. But yeah, this was like too. <laughs> I would even argue probably to to a detriment. It is really open. Because <laughs> hey, hey. there there was this one quest I did for that fucking Jean Paul Sartre robot, where you have to go halfway across the map, then back again, and then halfway across. Like you have to go back and forth. I was like, God <laughs> damn it! This is too much walking. <laughs> Uh, hey, I don't even care when it comes to like walking and exploring in that game because the music, the soundtrack, I was enjoying it the whole time. Oh. Especially oh, that yeah, desert that... area. It's so bland and empty, but man, hearing that beautiful singing while going through that desert just made it all worth it. Yeah, I, I was actually surprised at how like how many tracks of the soundtrack actually have like vocals and lyrics. Oh no, they're like pretty much every single track, almost every single track has a down mode where like there's no action. But as soon as like action or fighting comes into play, singing will happen. So there is a just instrumental, then action happens, and then they're singing. It's a very very cool system they have. No, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> need, play near. Uh, play near. My. Is it okay if I talk about my video game experience? Yeah. Uh, I also beat Doom Eternal three days after it came out. Amazing fucking game. Probably my favorite of the year so far. <laughs> Depends on what comes out this year still. Yeah. Yeah, depending on... Just absolutely insane freaking game. Like, I know I know people talk about how, like, Doom didn't really have a story, but it, it did. And uh, the way the, the the direction Doom Eternal takes the story, there's still like a lot of questions, of course, but also it's like absolutely insane and I love it. And I'm glad they're actually expanding it rather than just being like demons from hell. You get to kill them. Bam. <laughs> like it, it, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. I, I beat also Resident Evil 3 several after hours after um, it came out. I think it took me six hours. Really fun. Really good. And then. And then yeah, me and Cole have been playing Call of Duty, and that's just been that's just been great. Really good way to relax. Yeah. A lot of time playing video games. Yep. It's very nice to have it again because I don't know when we're gonna have another time like this. Yeah. Pro- hopefully never. Like I've just been so like it's been just just has just been a busy semester, and then like you know we I, like mm-hmm. outside, you know I've, we've already said this, but like as soon as the pan or as soon as not the pandemic, the quarantine it's it's like the semester just slowed down to like almost a complete halt and like so much i'm so much work for my classes have been cut or been shortened 
and it was just it was nice but it's like oh my god but like it definitely you know gave me more room to work with or to do things jonathan you want to you and me do a, our final fantasy 7 bit for the episode not a bit but us talking about final fantasy 7 i figured we could do like an entire episode about oh, it. i know but like just a general stuff. like gen- general thoughts yeah Okay, yeah, you go first. Uh, everybody's hot. Every single one of them. Every single <laughs> one. I, I was not prepared of how attractive everyone was Dude. going to be in that I was going to say, Colt's been very emotional and very horny about Final Fantasy Dude, you got Barrett, you got Aerith, you got Tifa, you got Cloud, you got Zack, you got Rufus, you got Rufus, you got Rufus, you got... Uh... I was not prepared, like, because, like, I've seen, like, every other character kind of rendered in 3D, so I knew what to expect, but, like, I was not prepared for how hot Rufus was, and I was like, like, goddamn, you had no right to be hot. Also, that fight was, like, fucking hype It's honestly probably my favorite fight in the whole game. Uh, You know, I would, like, it it pissed me off because it was so fucking hard, but, like, I'll probably have to agree, it was one of my favorites. Uh, Reno, uh, see. Yeah, what the fuck was Reno? Like, his fucking shirt was undone and everything. I'm like, this is getting steamy. Yeah. Y'all need to stop. Everyone, everyone was. I can't, I just cannot deny it. I will not deny it. I cried while just being there. Can I put my yeah. two cents in? Yes. Uh, yes. I haven't played Re- Final Fantasy, but I've seen Aerith, I've seen Tifa, and I've seen Jesse. And I have crushes on all of them. I can't, why did I forget yeah. about Jesse? Jesse too. <laughs> oh my god! Now I will say Jesse kind of got on my nerves with the horny. Like she I was will, way. I too will say weird. okay. <laughs> I watched an entire video of just uh, Jesse's horny and flirty moments, and Jesus Christ, I love it. Cloud's <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, please leave me alone. Yeah, like there there is one moment when uh, I think it's like chapter four when they're on the on the bikes and they're going to her house and and she is just laying it on thick. Dude, and he, I was living and, that and, moment. And Cloud literally living. just says, and Cloud was just like, "Please shut up." And it was just like, "I love oh her." Oh my god, this is great. I don't even know anything about her. Yeah, I, I just love her. her. <laughs> hey, Colt. What? This might cause some contention between us. What? Tifa or Aerith? Aerith all the way. I'll say it. Oh, fuck off. No, no, she's too Tifa pure. all the way. I'm Tifa Stan. I, I love Tifa, but like... I love... She's like a sister. I love... Okay, that... I, I Okay, I understand that. Um, Well, I don't understand that, but I can understand Tifa's- like what you're saying. I just love the picture of Aerith having a, a fucking folding chair. <laughs> Yeah, where yeah. she literally takes a chair shot to somebody's face. It was By great. God, Aerith with the steel chair. Also, the whole uh, darn Corneo, uh, I'll, I'll rip him off. Aerith. Yeah, oh, my. Man, come on. Also, uh, yeah. Aerith quote right here. Cloud, permission to kill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will. I remember sitting in the room watching Jonathan play through like through the underground to get to the honey hive and like Don Corneo's club and like that whole sequence yes. was really funny. Yeah, like Aerith is like really they really turned up the cutesy ooh woo factor with Aerith in this game, but like once she has her shady or sinister moments, it's, it comes yeah, out really well. For sure, freaking love the game up until the last hour. <laughs> I love and, the game all Like, I still love the game. Like, the game's probably, depending on what comes out, probably my favorite of the year. But Liz was watching me play it. And she's also a huge fan of Final Fantasy. And, and when we, when it was all said and done at, like, five in the morning, we both, like, turned to each other. And we were like, 
I hate this. <laughs> but, like, I'm not as vitriolic about it as I was. I'm willing to see what they'll do with it. I don't think they're going to pull it off, if I'm being honest. What I'm hoping is uh, that they actually just change the whole ending of the original game, because I would be so happy. Honestly, it, Final Fantasy, if you want to play the original, play the original. I want some but switches th- th- up in the this story. Is, this is sort of, the, like, yeah, like that's one thing I do like. It doesn't negate the original, but one of the big reasons I wanted the remake was to actually have a good translation of Final Fantasy VII. Because the trans like the and, and this is solely for English speaking countries, but the translation for Final Fantasy VII is utter poo poo garbage. And, and so like they did such a good job with this one, and then it's like yeah, and we're probably not going to get the rest of it. It's like I don't know. And to his point, like we've seen remakes several of the other Final Fantasies many times, where like one, two, three, four, and five and six, they've been redone several different times with, with like better translations or different translations each time but really we never got another version of seven up until now as we have the og playstation version you have all these little ancillary intermittent stories and then you have you know this ultimate you know recreation of it so we never got that that middle version that people that we got with all the other reintroductions remakes of the earlier series so i i I see where he's coming from in regards to that yeah And, and like that being said overall like that doesn't negate how great the rest of the game is and, and there are ways I think they could do it that would work. And once we go into it in more depth and full spoilers and stuff, there's kind of a direction I think they might go where I'm like, okay, I could live with this. But if they go a completely different direction and it's sort of following the similar themes, not because it's different. Like, I can handle the change. It's just, to me thematically and character wise it's just nowhere near as interesting and, and we'll, like it, it's kind of hard to talk about without spoilers so if Aerith uh, dies I'll go into a coma and you'll never see me again <laughs> and, and that, that's the that, that, like I said I'm trying not to I'm trying to be vague but I, I just did a spoiler for I, 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 and, and this is, is going to sound the heartless but if they way. they do some bullshit to bring her back or keep her alive I think I'm going to check out Oh, no, 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 because, no, no, no. Ah, ah, I want her alive. I don't care. I want her alive. But the, it just goes everything against what the original was about. Makes it, even makes her character far less interesting. But, but, I, but I, like, we'll get more in depth into that, like, spoilery-wise. Yeah. They'll have a DLC at, uh, at a later date where if Aerith does die, uh, what a DLC display just, like, another side, another story, just B-plot where Aerith lives or, like, you, you do, like, this, like, quick time action where she dodges Sephiroth the sword and it's like, gotcha, bitch. But Honestly, I probably wouldn't be surprised if uh, they just uh, have a possibility where you can get multiple endings. Like, uh, yeah, and that, that's I feel like sort you could in the original. I don't, I haven't beaten the original, so I don't know. Okay, mind. well, like, the thing with the original is, like, you got, there are choices you can make, but, I mean, ultimately, there's not a lot you can do. The biggest, like, outcome is who, who you get a date with in the Golden Saucer. But, like, what I think they're probably... What I'd like for them to do, and it's something they kind of touched on with this game, and I could see them really fleshing it out, is where it is more... You can do, like, more, like, what-if scenarios if you want to, but you can still stay on the path to the original game if that's what you want. And then you can go back and, like, do different changes to see what other outcomes (laughs) you could have. But, like, like, we won't know until probably, what, five years from now? 
I don't expect the actual all of Final Fantasy VII remastered or remake to be out by like 2027. Yeah, but I I I, I imagine these next two will come out quicker just because they have like most of the assets and stuff. That is true. But and that's usually what takes the longest. But I mean, they still have to create Sid, Yuffie, Vincent. Yeah. The rest of Kate Sith. Kate Sith was there. Kate Sith was there for ten seconds, but I loved every <laughs> yeah, second. Yeah, and and one thing I will like clarify to those who have listened to our Final Fantasy episode where I said wait till the remake and play that one because that might be the definitive version. You need to play the original Final Fan or at least have a working knowledge of the original Final Fantasy VII for the remake to remotely work. And my like, it, it is a game for fans. For me, uh, I've only played the original final fantasy 7 up to like uh the if some part if you're still in midgar i haven't gotten that far oh uh, god you're, I'm still you're not enjoying far at all it, i'm enjoying it a whole lot and i think this if you do not play the original and you play this one you'll be fine as well. that's just me okay uh but i know all these spoilers because well, well yeah, yeah that, that's the thing game. like if you have no like if this is your first exposure to final fantasy 7 then i i i think you will be lost especially when it comes to the end just be like who is that and why does he matter yeah that's true because uh he has been popping up the whole game and i only i know about him due to well well that well uh, him but I, I was talking specifically about someone else that only shows up at the end. Whoever that is. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. Remember. Like like I said, we'll we'll go into our full spoiler yeah. thoughts in the episode. But yeah. and it's so hard to talk because I, I love I like I just even though I don't like the ending, it's really fun to talk about. So it's like Argh. Rufus, very nice. God, that and, and that fucking bullshit that, where he pulls out the fucking coins and shoots them and, and calls, Oh, I don't care. Hit me with it all you want. No, no like I'm awesome. like fucking Christ, that was so fucking cool. <laughs> like how like I was like not prepared for how like extra that fight was going to be. Final Fantasy Seven, check it out. Very cool. Yes. We need to change what subject next? before I just go off yeah. on a tangent. I've been watching a whole lot of anime. I've been watching a whole oh, lot yeah. of anime. Me too, yeah. That, that's also to be curious to find out your feelings because we had our seasonal anime review mm-hmm. the other day and we, Jonathan and I got to go on about what our favorites were for the season and what we liked. So we want to hear from you. What from this spring anime season did you like? Before we get to that, an anime that I did that I actually watched before that that I finished, uh, I, I was already caught up with the manga, but... Uh, Finished the entire season four of My Hero. Absolutely beautiful. Fantastic. Uh, love. It's just so weird when I hear fans who didn't like Overhaul, the Overhaul arc. That uh, was my favorite arc in My Hero. Uh, fantastic. Beautiful animation. That's what I have to say about that. Also, recently did some sketches, doodles about for that as well. Uh, check my Instagram or Twitter. Um, God, I need to catch up on My Hero. I'm like... <laughs> it, three seasons behind <laughs> we were all screaming we all, when when i caught up when colt caught up and then when tanner caught up like me and tanner i'd already read that far in the manga but it's like it does not make sense when people say the manga is better like no it's not when you like have something this beautifully animated had this much work put into it no the manga is not better because it like deku versus overhaul like i'm sorry that that might be a spoiler uh just, just uh, following, like, anime tropes, like, Deku's gonna fight the main villain of 
of the arc of Deku, the story. So yeah. like that, Deku over, that's not too much of a spoiler. Doku versus Overhaul was easily one of the best fights we've seen in the anime so far, and is absolutely insane. Like, oh my god, mwah, mwah, perfect. When the episode came out, that was like a number one top trending thing on Twitter that day when that final battle between Deku and Overhaul happened. And I haven't seen the entirety of the fight. I've seen clips, and I know how that story arc ends. So, like, I'm I'm very excited to, to catch up with the anime and find out and sort of see that it's sort of in in motion. Yeah, but... like... I, I, I saw uh, I saw where that was trending, but I didn't watch it, so I didn't know the animation or how it looked. So, like, I essentially had fresh eyes when I saw it, and when I saw it, I was just blown away. I was like, oh my god, they, they like, perfectly, like, translated this, they translated this perfectly into uh, anime format. It's amazing. And, and it's Studio Bones, they're the ones animating the show? Yes, yes. Oh, I mean, they're... Most of, most of their stuff, even with like their shitty shows, is pretty superlatively animated. Oh yeah, they're perfect for handling this. Yeah, and what I what I've seen of My Hero, it, it's been some of the best animation I've seen in a while. It's very good. Yeah, it's, it's very good. good. Um, did you have any thoughts, Cold, about that? About My Hero? Uh, uh, uh overhaul Deku fight good. Prominence burn best. Yeah. That's uh, oh, when Endeavor has his big moment. Yeah, he busts. Yeah, Endeavor, yeah. man, such a very troubling but interesting character. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you like my hero, catch up. Catch, catch up. up. It's, it's so good. good. Uh, but back to spring anime. What were my three favorite? It was uh, Brand New Animal. Tower of God. Tower of God. <clears throat> oh, God. Excuse me. Sorry. Tower of God and Ari Ranman. Love Brand New Animal. It's from uh, Trigger. Looks. It looks to be fun. Tower of God, I... Um, it also, I like. I didn't expect to like Tower of God just because, like, um, I don't know. It just seemed kind. Of, it just seemed kind of like, like, um, not plain to me, but like, kind of like just trite. It, it was just. It didn't seem too um, out there, you know. But like, uh, I, I do like. Yeah. I, I did think the Tower of God idea of like have of having like, it's not an actual. It's not like a physical tower, but it is a tower, and that like it kind of the design of it like from the uh from the actual in uh anime art or whatever it kind of reminds me of the tower of babel uh which i thought was kind of which i thought was cool and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. always interests me but it, it, it looks it seems fun i yeah i really enjoyed it i thought the from the first episode it looked cool but uh the the one anime i really wanted to talk about is uh a part of ranman just because <laughs> it starts off with being like with uh it, it's pretty much like wacky races and i thought that was like really weird and funny but then like it like when it goes back uh to before uh before that uh i thought it was very just like compelling and interesting because like the um the main character apara is um he's like he's obviously a genius uh he seems also very detached from uh his family and from like societal norms and we get like a He's a copy and paste of uh, Leak Hair from that one anime, Doctor Stone. He, in my opinion, he is a more annoying version of him. I I think that I, I, is they're not, I, they're very different. They're very different. Vi no, well, no, well, visually. Well, I mean, even also, like characterization wise, they're, personality they're, wise, they're completely lot. different. Senku from Doctor Stone is more uh, blunt, more uh, abrasive. Abrasive, while. Uh, Apara is more uh, reserved, detached, uh, 
Yeah, he's, he seems like a bit more spacey. Like, he's not really in the room when he's talking. Like, he's not really there. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's definitely more in his head. Completely completely different yeah. personalities. Completely different characters. I just don't like them. I don't like his character. I mean... He just annoyed me more than the... Uh, but anyway, guy. what I was saying, though, was that the part... The part for me that really made me, like, feel for the character was when uh, he leaves his home because he's essentially going to be you know, arrested or killed or whatever. And um, his handler, when he leaves with him, we like, there's this really just touching moment where uh, he kind of like tells his handler, like when uh, the first time he saw steamship and that first time he saw steamships, that's when he realized the world was much larger than he thought and that we're connected. And that, and that's something that I don't really know if is explored in anime much. And like, which is interesting. Um, that era or that point at a in a country, um, a place, you know, or like Japan, where they realize that you know, um, there the world there's there's like there's other continents, you know, there's America, there's Europe, there's all these other places, and it's so big and there's so much out there, and like that spirit of adventure and discovery is like he Ipara embodies that and want like. And wants to go out there, and like that—that that is something that I can, um, I can appreciate. I can understand is uh, is wanting to just move, go. As long as the main character doesn't Christopher Columbus. It. Well, you can't really. <laughs> I guess I mean can't really do that after Christopher Columbus does it like hundred years before. I mean, yeah, just don't do it again. Please. I mean, he can't. <laughs> but uh... I mean, you could. Uh, to America? <laughs> I mean, if he had a, an unknown disease or some other uh, isolated ailment and he brought it over there and he spread it, it could happen. That can happen anywhere. Yeah. But America has already made contact with Japan. That that exchange already happened. Man, just don't trust that pink-haired boy. <laughs> okay. You just really do not like the pink-haired boy. No. I think he just hates uh, people with... Uh, dreams. Yeah. 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 That's why I hated the main character of uh, uh, Brand New Animal so much. No, I didn't hate. It. I loved that character. Man, I, I I was like I was like I I could not believe in Brand New Animal. Like when um those people fucking cornered her and were about to beat her to death. I was like Jesus Christ, what the fuck is wrong with all of you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was real. Like uh, it was pretty intense. Like in a in a way that I wasn't prepared for Studio Trigger to be intense because. Usually yeah. their intensity is very wacky and fun, and then that that was was like fuck. You know, <laughs> like yeah, it yeah, definitely a little too real. And then and then it kind of has that hard cut to animal people beating the tar out of this like would be lynch mob. And you know, yeah, you know what? I would go a step further. I would steal all of their wallets. Yep. I, I mean, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I mean, the the otter person stole the main character's wallet. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, no. Hey, I was, she, hey, hey, she's not an otter. She's a mink. Oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry. She would have stole my wallet. <laughs> Uh, she, well, I mean, she didn't even steal her wallet. It was that monkey. Oh, and yeah, but she also said, "Now you got to pay me uh, all the money." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Why don't you go talk about what you liked, Colt? I liked uh, my top three was Brand New Animal, Tower of God, and Listeners. I only really see myself continuing uh, Brand New Animals whenever it does come to Netflix. Yeah, but Brand New Animals was so so good. I don't know about anyone else, but I got weirdly emotional watching it because it's uh, it was very. 
just thinking about it, comparing stuff uh, in real life to in the show where the main character, she's a Tanuki or is she just a, a Tanuki? She's a Tanuki. And uh, the fact where she just wants to be a place where she can be herself. Uh, I got really emotional whenever she said, I can just be myself. I can take off. I can just do whatever. I can be myself. Yeah. I cried at that, that part. That's, yeah. That... You can't really, I guess, it's a rough time in the world. No, that's... And just the thought of having that kind of safe haven is very nice. That, that's something that's easily relatable and resonates, you know, universal. Universal. That really yeah. makes perfect sense. I like the part where the wolf guy rips off the elk's uh, antlers. Yeah. Yes, wolf guy's also... That was badass. awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like like his whole smack down between, like, the lion man and the uh, the elk, where he just... They, they both just hulked up, and they just got the floor white. Because that was pretty, like, gnarly when he just broke off his antlers. Yeah, it, it was, like, it was awesome, but it was also kind of hard to watch. Yeah, because just the elk... Ha- having that guy, like, the the deer, like, scream, No, don't take my antlers! He was literally antlers. begging. Yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like... Fuck you. And it and it reminded me. Um, it reminded me of uh, the Wolf Among Us. Uh, Cold. I don't know if you remember. Uh, oh yeah. It's a. It's a it, where yeah. you fight the uh, Wendigo. Yeah. That was a mm. sick scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I don't know why. It just made me also want to get into. Um, I think it's a graphic novel. Uh, Black Sad. Oh yeah. Black it's Sad. Also yeah. A game now. Yeah. The 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 film noir comic about an anthropomorphic black cat man yeah john yeah. black sad I, i've seen so much fan art i'm like man i really want to read that uh and the game you know when, whenever yeah. that comes out <laughs> it's already it is out. it's been announced apparently it's mediocre oh. well i haven't really looked into it i just saw it's like high 60s oh, well still want to read the novel the graphic novel yeah i'm, I'm interested um uh, i know that it wasn't talked about in the uh roundup or the anime thing in the anime episode uh but because it just came out the new ghost in the shell anime this is a uh, top anime of the season for me at the moment because i've watched all of it in one night the new ghost in the shell stand or standalone complex 2045 is a continuation of the 20 uh, standalone complex series that started in like 2002 and uh, i just went ahead and watched this even though i haven't fully finished that one and it is a fun ride. I love Motoko Kusanagi so, so much. The major is beautiful in uh, Ilya, Ilya, I'm going to slaughter his name, Ilya Kushinov's art style. He is an amazing artist, and he did, all, I think, all the character designs in this anime, and it looks absolutely beautiful. I know it is a 3D CGI anime and i usually hate them i hate them so much but this one it's the best one out on the uh anime market at the moment it looks so good it reminds me of uh telltale games uh it's, it, telltale games it, it reminds me of uh, wolf among us last of us not last of us the walking dead games like that it looks very pretty mm-hmm. and it is very very fun and it's on netflix yes it, it just came out uh, if you wanted to, I feel like you could go into it blind uh, uh, without knowing much about it. Yeah, because that's what I was about to ask. Because I, I, I'm, I've, I've seen the like the '95 movie, yeah. and am interested in getting further into it. But uh, I've not. Yeah. I've been trying to watch, find a, a legitimate way to watch standalone complex. But goddamn, if that's not a show, that's fucking hard to find. Yeah, I, that's why I bought every single... Oh, that's another thing I did over the right at the beginning of uh, pan- uh, quarantine. 
I ordered every single Ghost in the Shell uh, thing on Blu-ray. So I own every Ghost Jesus in the Shell thing on Blu-ray now. Jesus fucking Christ. I was going to say, I remember seeing in Colt's letterbox that he watched like all seven of these new Ghost in the Shell, like new quote, quote, Ghost in the Shell, because some of them are like old as 2013, 2014, yeah. all in one day. And they're all 100 minute, 90 minute movies. Yeah, it was uh, the whole Arise series. It's one of the weaker, it's probably the weakest uh, Ghost in the Shell series. That's what I've heard. Uh, but it's not bad. It's still fun. If you liked uh, Ghost in the Shell, period, you'll enjoy this at base level. I don't expect anything crazy. Uh, action scenes are fun. Art's beautiful. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. But uh, I'm really excited to actually get into the Standalone Complex OG series uh, next. Hell yeah. I also got to watch the second movie as well. Because I haven't seen uh, the 2001 movie. Is that the Innocence or whatever? Yeah. I've heard that one's really hard to find. Uh, I just ordered it on Amazon. It was only like 20 bucks. Really? I know it was out yeah. of print for a while. Yeah, it, I got a, It's a nice Blu-ray. It's got a cover. It's nice. Nice sheath, I should say, actually. Okay. That's been mostly my anime is uh, Ghost in the Shell, uh, My Hero, and the anime for the episode that I thought we were going to do, but we didn't know how to record, so we didn't do it together. We had planned for Colton Winslow to be on for that episode, and just our tech was not working with us that day, and so we definitely had to sort of reshuffle that. And this is still technically our most technologically ambitious setup we have right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, recording over Discord or like some other online service may not be new for a lot of people, I guess, in the podcast world. For, for us, who's always sort of recorded in person, this is definitely a new bridge for us to get over. Yeah, because, you know, we want a lot of uh, control over uh, quality and stuff, and that's kind of... You know, it's tough when you're not doing it in person with the equipment. But I will say, to get, to get into one of our next point, we did have a little experience with Discord together uh, last oh, week yeah. when we had our big Discord Netflix party, and that was like our first time of really interacting outside of our DMs in, you know, in, in almost a month. That was a great time just to, to catch up with everybody and just like, just at least hear everybody's voices because you know, it's just been so long. And it's very weird for us who get to see each other typically before this once a week to, like, to have that big gap between you know interaction it, that sort of helped reset everything yeah, yeah that was very uh fun we um before Jonathan and pat got on we all were um <laughs> we, we were we were hoping uh we were hoping that they would play us on the on their uh living room tv and cody and i think tanner came up with the great idea of why not why not just start playing porn <laughs> and then and i just and we just see cody a uh, screen share and just starts looking up uh farting videos uh <laughs> and it was yeah because we were just trying to find the best farting video for just to show us the the group and we spent like a good five to ten minutes looking and for we one. found it and he was just it was so freaking funny. I Oh, my God. <laughs> it was very good. I will say someone did catch an eye because as John and I, were, we were watching just a compilation of fart porn. And, like, Cannon just happened to take a glance over, and he was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and, he, and, just, and he gets over, and he just sees, like, these girls just... Ripping ass. <laughs> just, like, blowing ass on top of, like, a beach ball. And he's just like, what in God's name is this? This is what you're doing on Discord? Yes. You monsters? Yes. This is exactly what we do on Discord. Every 
today. And then we got into like probably one of our two big shows for tonight. We watched the ESW 2010 Royal Rumble. And for those who don't know, ESW is a backyard wrestling federation. <laughs> Completely populated by mostly children. Calling it like a federation is being very generous. It's hey, just Jonathan, a bunch of they fucking... have their own like venue now, or they did like five years ago when I they had their own what? I'm sorry, you cut out. They had their own venue in like uh like uh what is that thing called? Uh, uh, what's the a ring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had their own ring and everything. Yeah, but God, that that was. It was just a bunch of I, fucking high school jackasses. I remember. Like, literally, like, 14 and 15-year-old was, like, the median age, and they're just, like, throwing each other out on the dirt. Hitting, like, somebody threw, like, a dead Christmas tree at one. Uh, and, like, one, one of the on wrestlers... One of the wrestlers was legit, like, 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. Alex yeah, G. And, and then there was definitely, like, a couple of them you could tell oh, that were much older. And I'm like, uh. They're, like, the designated adult. They're, or they're the ones that taught all these teenagers to wrestle. And, God, that, that one bit where you had, like, four or five of these kids just, like, running around, rolling around the dirt, hitting each other. And they're just, for whatever reason, as the crowd sort of just moves around with them, there's just a guy dressed up like <laughs> All black. Uh, the Jigsaw doll sitting in a chair that no one's that no one's paying attention to. He's just sort of there. And then, like, Swerve, he's one of the guys. He's one of the wrestlers. Hits. He takes off the costume and he starts wailing ass. You know, uh, we, I thought you uh, I thought you were talking about the, um, the guy that was... The, uh, the guy that was dressed in a black trench coat, uh, black pants, black shirt, black shoes, and a black fucking fedora. And for some reason, he kept getting closer and closer to the fight. He wasn't. He was just a. He was just a spectator. But no, no, he was, death. We, he was waiting for. We one theorized of them to die. that he was. He's death. That that is the. That is the embodiment of death. Wait, watching over. <laughs> <laughs> it's white trash death. Death let himself go. Like. Because he, he was a very, um, let's say, Zoftig Spectre. God fucking Pat and your goddamn thesaurus brain. Yeah, I, I'm just going to pretend like I know what that meant. What, what What's that word you just made up? <laughs> no, it's a real word, Zoftig, Z-A-F-T-I-G. Look it up. Thanks. No. For all you kids out there, that's your word of the day. <laughs> Having a full rounded figure, plump, mostly <laughs> described women. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why can't it describe anyone? You know what? I don't know. Pat, Pat's the one who's using the word. No, we can change that definition. It can describe anyone, not just women. We can change its definition. Right, true. Which is, which is why I ascribed it to a, a uh, normally incorporeal entity. Exactly. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, if if he's just an abstract concept, he has no gender. He can he can appear in any form. He's, he's not the perky goth girl from DC Comics. He's sometimes a very big fella in a black outfit. <laughs> Just what I like. Yeah, uh, who knew that death could be so Falstaffian? Yeah. Uh, you say these words one more time. I actually know what that means. Oh, we we, got a bite over here. And God, looking into ESW a little bit, because Tanner had brought it up, and I was like, there's no way this this fat the way can be true. It turns out one of the wrestlers had actually died in a trash compactor accident. Yeah, Yeah. we know. I remember it. Yeah. If anybody didn't know, like he, his name was Wicked Jay, and he somehow he drove his truck into a trash compactor, and nobody, nobody really knows what happened. And his death, one of the the curtailings of this federation, I think they officially shut down about two or three years ago. 
Because they were oh. active. One time these were like literal children digging and scratching in the dirt. So like, young men still digging and scratching <laughs> in the dirt. Yeah. Yeah, because like when it first started, we were like, God damn, they're fucking, y- this yard they're wrestling in is barren as shit. And then after we, after it keeps going on, it's like, oh, that's why their yard is barren as shit. Because they're just, like, kicking up dirt. Smashing light tubes, ruining everything. And they, they had, like, these fluorescent light tubes they're hitting each other with. How? how I just want to know their fucking light tube budget. Because it had to be fucking astronomical. Because of the amount of light. And, like, those light tubes are not cheap. So, like, how the fuck did they, ha- like, have the money to get <laughs> The neighborhood chipped in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all like chipped in like uh, enough money to buy one. No, or maybe what happened? They just went to school after dark and just took all the hallway lights out. No, I'm convinced because like <laughs> more likely what because the spectators were like they were just pe- people from the neighborhood watching these kids beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> so they're like, you know what? Yeah, you know, yeah. let's let's uh, the neighborhood started to fund so that they could give these kids weapons. <laughs> yeah. Because like God, there was one, (laughs) there was one bit where like one of their props was was like a crutch that was wrapped with three sets of light tubes. They just busted over each other's backs. Yeah, and wasn't there like barbed wire attached to it as well? Yeah, yeah. It was like wrapped in barbed wire and the light tube. It's and the crutch. It was really weird when they beat uh, one of those tubes over uh, Make Wish Kid's head. It was (laughs) the weirdest scene. Up there with a Christmas tree being lit on fire and another person being thrown on top of that. That was weird, too. Yeah, but, like, they couldn't get the tree to light for, like, five minutes. Yeah. They had to, like, put their hand over the lighter to make sure the wind doesn't blow it out. They're just spraying the actual, like, accelerant into the the match to get it going. And then somebody immediately takes a bump and puts the fire out. Yeah. Yeah. What a good bit. Which... No, thank you. I, I, all of this looked like it hurt. Every single hit looked like pain. And I just can't. Yeah, think. I could just, not. Do ah, it. No, thanks. What do you mean? We've been planning what to do with once everybody is out of quarantine. On top of it, we're going to have a wrestling match slash pool party slash karaoke party slash bouncy castle party. And it's going to be in my backyard. Yeah, everybody, uh, everybody be better be true. ripped by the end of this. Oh, fuck no. off, Winslow. <laughs> I'm just saying. We got to... G- oh, oh my god. We gotta beat this. this is a side tangent. Speaking of a bouncy castle, our fucking next door neighbors had like this birthday party yesterday. So there was just a magically a fucking a bouncy castle in their backyard. And I, I was about ready to fucking push some kids out of the way. <laughs> you just made me <laughs> It's like I'm jumping in this bouncy castle, Fuck. bitch. Wait, you went over to the party? No, I didn't. You okay. Can, okay, you but, know they have windows, but, but he right? He was like looking over the fence, just like, "Come on, come on, let me." In. But don't worry. In, in another uh, couple to few to a year, we'll have our own bouncy castle. <laughs> Hell yeah! Who knows? But, whew, man, they they, they were sm- smoking some dank ass Kush too. Uh, <laughs> um, something else. Something else. Uh, we watched too. Well, they watched. I actually wasn't watching. Uh, I was drawing. Uh, with Badland Chugs. Oh my. Fuck, I, I totally forgot. Our main that. man, Badland Chug. Chugging the world one bottle at a time. I'm so worried about his he's health. He's been doing it for 20 plus years. He's, he's, yeah, and, and that's not a good thing, <laughs> Colt. Yeah. 
You're just putting him down. But granted, I mean, th- this one this one was just Gatorade, so it wasn't that. Because he drank 13 bottles of Gatorade in three minutes. Bot. Yeah. Because we went down a rabbit hole with him back on our banter weekend, and we were just like, this is this is the bravest man who ever lived when he's drinking, like, the thick water. And, <laughs> like, <laughs> the heck no. I, I just fucking he's recoiled. He's drinking salsa. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was drinking like the Totino's chunky salsa, just like, and he had to get the chunky salsa. Yeah, yeah, the damn drops there recording. It was a very fun that video. I enjoy it. I let the man live his life, chug all the salsa you want, eat all the cigarettes you want. Wait, play football. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see it all the cigarettes you want, because you won't get cancer that way, kids. Yeah, it's only cancerous when you uh, inhale it. Not, not when you, when you eat it. it. That's true. That's true. Just make Please. sure you don't eat the filters because that's where all the bad stuff goes. Please. Nobody take our medical advice. <laughs> Inject bleach? What? No. <laughs> Drink tobacco water? Yes. That's actually a good idea. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I want to make myself that, that That just brought me to this weird dissociative episode where, like, I went over to a friend's house in middle school and his dad dipped. And I had to get up in the morning to use the restroom. And his dad had fucking dip cups everywhere. And I ended up, like, stepping in, stepping oh. in a dip oh cup. Oh, my God. It was gross. That's, disgu- what? <laughs> That's disgusting. It is really The disgusting. only thing worse than a wet sock is uh, a sock wet with dip water. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Then we had our feature presentation at our Netflix Discord party. We watched Hail Caesar 2016? 2016 Coen Brothers pick about uh, the golden age of Hollywood. And this is probably the first time in a long time I've seen a Coen Brothers film. And it's like, it was like very like low key and quirky. Also, I had no idea that Cowboy in the movie was uh, Alden Ehrenreich. Even though Wenzel said at the beginning <laughs> of the movie, he was like, oh, that's Alden Ehrenreich. That's Han Solo. I was like, oh, Han Solo. I didn't yeah. know. Okay. Yeah. I'll- <laughs> yeah. And, and then literally like two days later in our Twitter DMs, Pat was like, what? Han Solo was in Hail no, Caesar? He was like, no, he said, did you guys know that that the guy, the cowboy was young Han Solo? And I was asleep, and <laughs> and literally Colt was like, Wendell's going to lose his shit when he gets up. And yeah, I I lost my freaking mind. I was like, I said, Hopey Doyle, I said, that's Han Solo. But how was I to know? <laughs> did it even look like Alden Aaron right? <laughs> Yeah, it, it, did. Like it literally looked at, like as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh my god, that's Han Solo. I couldn't tell that was him. Because, Not like, even the scene where he was on the couch staring directly in the camera and he was whispering, <laughs> I'm Han Solo. <laughs> he has a completely different hairdo than he does in Solo. I couldn't recognize it. It wasn't that, the different, hair wasn't that different. He had like a big, like, he had like a big curly, poofy thing in the front of his head, like, like a bunch of these teenagers nowadays. Oh my god. <laughs> It was pretty much the same haircut as Han Solo, just cut around the side. No, as Han Solo one was kind of straight and it was kind of swoopy, not not the weird. I, mean, I, I see what you're saying, curly thing but, but that jawline, Pat. But literally, Alden could. Uh, wait, what? You're cutting out. I was saying that jawline. I mean, the jaw. That's yeah, the, distinctive. The jawline distinctive, and also, if he wanted to, he could literally probably just get some product, put it in his hair, and then bam, Han Solo hair. Yeah. <laughs> That that was uh, but yeah, that was that was kind of a fun bit. This movie was a was just a a blast. I really enjoyed it. I think our our what consensus uh rating was like it was like four. 
it was like 3.8, but it b- yeah. bumped up to a 4. Because like it's definitely probably not for everyone's taste because it is like sometimes it feels like everything's happening and nothing's happening because you have one main thorough line plot and all these sort of like weird sort of quirky vignettes that kind of yeah. branch off from that. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing a lot about especially late Coen Brothers movies. They're very meandering. Uh, to me, this felt like a better version. That's kind. Of, it's a kind of reductive comparison, but it was a more enjoyable ex- but similar experience to Burn After oh. Reading. I've never seen that. Um, I, I think it's on Netflix, but I mean, it's this a Coen Brothers Brad movie. Pitt? It has a lot of the same cast. Yeah, it's Brad Pitt, oh, George okay. Clooney, uh, John Malkovich. Um, is is that the one where Brad Pitt's like a fitness oh, instructor or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah I, I've seen I've trainer. seen his costume for that, so I know I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 last time I checked, it's on Netflix. It was like a month ago, but I haven't seen it. I haven't. I don't go on Netflix that much. Yeah, because it's a bunch of. Sins. But yeah, this is definitely like mid shelf Coen Brothers to me. But yeah, I I, um, I remember uh, a long time ago when I first saw the trailer for it. I I completely forgot it existed because when we did this Discord party, we were kind of doing it to like like uh, do a Netflix watching party, and um, we we chose this mm-hmm. just because like I had completely forgotten this movie existed, and I feel like it's it's definitely underrated. But I kind of understand if uh, it's not really for you because it definitely like. It definitely kind of like, I wouldn't say glorifies Hollywood, but like, it it uh, it just felt like, man, this is Hollywood as hell, isn't it? It's a celebration of Hollywood, uh, of like old school forties, fifties like, Hollywood. I can I can kind of like appreciate that uh, that spirit, I guess, because there you know there were, but but this was also kind of just focusing on. Um, we're following Josh Brolin's character, Eddie Mannix. I can understand the kind of like the uh, celebration of the hard work and the uh, dedication to uh, to the art of like filmmaking. Because there's a part in there where Eddie Mannix's character he runs Capital the Capital uh, Capital Pictures Capital Studio. Pictures. It, 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 it's a it's a vague veneer for like oh yeah and uh there's a part in there where he's approached by this guy that comes from Lockheed. Lockheed is a very very big military. Uh, contracting uh company or military like they build uh they build planes uh war planes and uh they were present during the uh bikini atoll uh hydrogen bombing test and um yeah there's a part in there where mm-hmm. he when he's talking to him he's talking he's pretty much calling his studio like a circus calling all the people that he works with like freaks or you know acts or whatever and like and then but then like that also in that moment and through the through what we see through the movie is that uh this character this guy who runs all this he doesn't see them that way you know he he doesn't he doesn't reduce them down to that like this guy does and he and he knows any um and he goes far enough to say that like uh this lucky guy gives him like a job offer and he denies it and says no and um because you know he, he enjoys these people and he respects them and um i think that's nice but uh but again it definitely like follows that you know that very like hot this is hollywood trope and um it, it, but but you know yeah. uh i will say it does kind of it, it doesn't fall into a lot of the same traps as a lot of movies that are like yay hollywood's great in, in that if you're familiar with the coen brothers they're very they're very uh they very much ascribe to the uh the philosophy of absurdism yeah. uh, and once you know that you start really seeing that and all their movies for the most part. So like at least the way I saw like Eddie Maddox's uh, sort of arc was more of like an absurdist tale. 
a Sisyphusian type yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I, I to get all like pretentious I get if, I, yeah, I, I definitely get that because like it's just it's just funny because you know the movie is called Hail Caesar, and um in the movie uh uh the I guess the the plot of the film is that Eddie Manic is trying to um rein in and kind of like trying to solve these problems for his studio. And one of the big problem, bigger problems that he has is that George Clooney's character is a big time actor for a, a Roman movie, which I think is called Hell Caesar as well. Uh, yeah, Hell Caesar, a tale yeah, of something the like that. Christ or something like that. And it's very much like a, a send up of uh, those uh, Ben Hur, yeah, like Ben Hur, those sword and sandals yeah, yeah, yeah. epics of the fifties, like like yeah. Ten Commandments. Oh yeah, exactly. And movies like and, that. Um, that he, he's uh, he's kidnapped by a communist, <laughs> which I was just. I thought it was hilarious. That that scene was so funny. Like just that, I don't know. Just that, just the dialogue and just that, like in general. Because like the the whole like, I mean, the title itself, Hell Caesar, and then you know uh, the motion, the Roman motion picture epic, kind of takes a backdrop to like everything that's happening. But I kind of see where it's like getting at, and uh, I definitely understand the absurdist part of it. But uh, just that, like, and like I was just completely like, are we going into spoiler territory? Can we go into that with this movie? I say so just because, like, four years old. I don't know. Like, to me, there's really not a lot to spoil. Like, th- to me, this is like, and, and I know, like, a lot of people will be different, but like, like, I, I, I don't think I, like, a lot of this movie does not hinge on like any sort of twist or anything. So it's. Well, I'll just say spoiler warning. Um, when Ch- when Channing Tatum, okay, the Channing Tatum dance was amazing, and um, yes. Uh, <laughs> like they, I feel like if there's anything you watch from this movie, check out the Channing Tatum Sailor dance sequence because not only is it just like a really amazing, well choreographed dance, it's very indicative of pageantry of the movies from the 1950s, but it's like it's super funny and just like super on the nose, thickly laden, homoerotic. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, like <laughs> it's just like like you said with that pageantry and stuff. It's just so funny that this is coming from a time. When like there were like there were a lot of homosexuals like being out like anybody that wasn't heterosexual was just like absurd like unseen unheard of and like they they were they were blacklisted yeah similar but to then, the communist of the but time. then you have movies like this or scenes like this which a lot of them exist where you have the uh the characters singing dancing they're all male it's just like <laughs> where's the orgy yeah, yeah there, there there's a <laughs> a, a lot of homoerotic attention and and, and what and, and and sort of similar to that point not not just this the the stuff with homosexuality but like there's a uh, scarlett johansson's whole subplot where they're like trying to create this narrative for her so she's not this single yeah. mother really speaks to that time where they have to and even now, like when you think your first image, when you think of like 1940s, 1950s, is this very sanitized version of I what just actually think of racism. happened. And, and this movie <laughs> definitely takes, uh, uh, lets you peek under it, the hood. And I, I will say to your point, basically, ha- like keeping up these appearances, like finding these appearances for like a single mother, even because uh, I watched a movie called The Hollywood Land, takes place in the same era, and, and about how. Even if it's a more or less an open secret about if this person was gay or they were like in a marriage of convenience or something, they, they, it's still important that they had like the trappings of a marriage, even if they weren't like committed to one partner 
or to gay. Cause that's where the term lavender wedding comes from from this era because like they would have these sort of gay men and women to have like a like a four show wedding to just to give the appearance for the studio for the I guess the overall audience I guess media it's like oh you know here we mm-hmm. are halfway married is is hetero uh, normative marriage and so like it is very interesting sort of like the like the sort of the, the back end dealings to sort of keep up appearances and make sure everything gelled nicely for the studio back then the studios had a lot more power and because today actors are very much more like highly paid freelancers whereas back in the day there's more or less hired and committed to a certain yeah. studios yeah like you signed a con like a and I mean, this still work. They still do this from time to time, but where they'll sign a multi-movie contracts, like I, I and it wasn't even just actors; it was also directors. Like uh, uh, Hitchcock, famously, he he had like this, like had to do this like ten movie deal with Paramount or something like that. I'm not too uh, keen on the specifics, ah. but but yeah, and, and this is sort of like on the twilight of the the Hollywood studio system because around probably I'd say the the mid to late 60s was when it collapsed for the most part. Uh, yeah, so. it, uh, it definitely like shows you kind of like what's behind uh, all that glitz and glamour. And <laughs> speaking of the Scarlett Johansson subplot, uh, I did think it was funny when I didn't even know Jonah Hill was in this movie, but Jonah Hill's uh, character is like essentially a hired scapegoat. <laughs> yeah he, he he was like yeah we he's like uh if you killed someone he'll take Literally, the ball a, for you there was a part <laughs> in there where there was like an auto accident but his name was on the uh the uh the like the, the insurance or ownership or whatever of the car so he ended up going to jail for six months and he's just so like monotone like just focused on his work. He was just like, it's just part of the job, ma'am. Like, it's just, it was great. <laughs> I love that. Oh, and then Channing Tatum, spoiler, he turns out to be a communist himself. And just that, that, that like, he he brings the pageantry into him being this, this communist uh, agent where, like, because he's more or less, because in, in this like cabal communistic Hollywood writers, he's sort of like their ubermensch. He's like this end all be all that kind of focusing on that you will go to Russia and you will sort of become the perfect man for the glory of communism. And he still has this very like swishy like swagger to him. And also he has a little dog named Engel that he carries with him everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it literally took me like the entire movie to get that joke. I was like, fuck, they literally... Wh- I am stupid. They named that dog. And like, it was just such a great bit too, because he was gonna leave. Because turns out there was a there was a submarine really close to the uh, to whatever coast in California, and uh, it picked him up. And he was gonna literally leave his dog with the um, with the riders, and uh, and they gave him uh, their um, their ransom money to take back to the cause. And uh, the dog, he's like, no Ingles, and then Ingles jumps into his arms while he's on the ladder to the sub and he drops the money in the ocean and uh angles uh, i guess goes to the, goes to russia <laughs> yeah and, and like the whole movie is centered around this suitcase full of money and they make a big deal about it falls, and then it in just the, yep, falls into the ocean and it's like there's that yeah and, and that's a a big trope in coen brothers movies where like MacGuffins like that are 
deemed irrelevant and it's tied back into their absurdist philosophy and you know definitely that is a reoccurring like theme with Coen Brothers the old shaggy dog story mm-hmm. where the efforts of a cast or the characters it's sort of more or less made moot by a revolution or a certain point at the end yeah and it's all like a, a giant metaphor for like the pointlessness of existence or like no, there being no meaning in existence and you know you basically giving existence the middle finger and living your best life anyway type of thing yeah anti-nihilism well, that sounds like that sounds like yeah. uh optimistic nihilism I, I actually recently read a thing about that well i mean it's absurdism <laughs> but yeah, yeah it was uh, uh hail caesar was a very good movie um i i enjoyed it yeah it, it, it's made me want to go back and watch uh some of their some of the movies from them i haven't seen because they they've made a fuck yeah. ton of movies but but like especially a lot of movies of theirs I have seen, like The Big Lebowski and No Country for Old Men and Fargo. And God, I need to finish the show, Fargo, because God, I, it's so I've good. wanted to watch that show forever because I have seen, I've seen, I've heard some of the best lines I've ever heard in TV from Fargo. Yeah. And yeah, it, it just, it makes me like, wow. <laughs> Hell Caesar was actually my 29th movie of the year. I, um, I'm still on my 100 movie march. Uh, I have time, so I'll probably catch up to like I don't know. I have several, so many movies to watch. I'll probably definitely hit. I I'm confident I will hit my goal this year, and uh, yeah, I'll probably hit a hundred by say August. I'm at uh, sixty now. Jesus yeah. Christ, God! I don't know how many I've seen. I haven't really. I've been, been keeping watching up around fifteen a month, so I've been doing good. For me, Hail Caesar was my 36th movie of the year. I, I watched one yesterday and one today. I watched The Birdcage, the old Robin Williams, Nathan Lane movie where they're a gay couple and trying to appease their their son's new in-laws. And the 37th Dorai uh, anime oh. movie, which is about an earless uh, robotic cat from the future trying to get his uh, master a young, as a young boy to sort of become who he will be in the future and this it's an anime movie for very small children but it's like it's superbly animated just lush and vibrant and fun and they, they make a movie for drama literally every year <laughs> i've always wanted to get into the anime but it's not on anything at all in the u.s that is it's can't it's not easily accessible at all no you, you definitely have to look around for it but I loved it. It's a super fun movie. And plus, you know, Doraemon's in, in a lot of ways is very reminiscent. Just to have like an example, like Mickey Mouse in Japan, like he's just like this culturally ubiquitous and recognizable character. And he was he's and he was named to be Japan's anime ambassador. Oh wow. Good. He deserves <laughs> that it. That makes sense. Him and that little kitty. Yep. Yeah, this this is a series that's been consistently running since the nineteen seventies. So he, like literally generations of children have grown up with him and that's why they they can continue to make it because like Sesame Street, one one set of children ages out, another children's growing into it. So like it's just this evergreen property for them and it's it's a very well done movie. If if, if you're able to find it, I would definitely give it a shot, even if it's for, for younger children because it's just that well made definitely have to give that a shot uh a few days ago i don't remember exactly what day it was but i watched i had a movie night i watched i am legend a movie called butt crack and uh bong joon ho's barking dogs never bite it was a rough night (laughs) it was a it was a rough night to say the least uh because at first i watched i am legend which it was as good as i remember it being which is it's okay it's a zombie (laughs) movie yeah yeah i just remember being very apathetic coming out of that movie. Uh, 
I mean, it's got the most boring, ugliest zombies out of every single zombie. Well, I th- or, or they're like zombie vampires or something like. Well, that. they're yeah. vampires, but but they 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 kind of twisted it into movie to be more zombie like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're yeah. they're basically zombies functionally. Is all I know is I hated the main zombie's face so much. It was so ugly. I just wanted him to kill it so bad. The what? The main zombie. F- Thing. Oh yeah, it, the leader. It, it was just an ugly, yeah. bland-looking creature. Yeah, uh, apparently, uh, apparently, there's a an alternate ending to the movie that was originally going to be the ending to the movie before the studio uh, fucked with it. That apparently makes the movie better, but I can't remember what happens. I think it. I think it, the ending is much darker. It's, it's probably closer to the original story. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's closer to the ori- the source material. I can't remember. Is I Am Lynchin? Was that originally a book, or was that, or is it supposed yes. to be? Yeah, it was a book. Okay, because I remember there was a there's an older uh, movie. Uh, I remember my dad showed it to me uh, called I Am Omega, which is kind of pretty much the same premise, but. Uh, the the creatures in it are a lot different. It's like the uh, and I and I, I I'm pretty sure it's I am Omega. It's um the um the creatures in there they were still uh they were human but like they were um I think they were vampires because they couldn't go out in the sun but they could still talk think they still have consciousness and had the, had the ability to uh, reason and stuff. And it was like it was a whole lot different. Uh, to round up, I am Legend. Uh, the scene where he is petting his dog and he chokes it to death because it's turning. Yeah. Good God, that scene is still as rough as I remember it being. Possibly worse. Uh, it, it's it's a rough scene. It, yeah, it is. Uh, after I finished watching I Am Legend, I was trying to look for like some kind of like garbage '80s uh, horror or just old horror. Uh, but I said, you know what? I don't want to have fun. I want to watch a terrible uh, student film from the '90s. And I watched a movie <laughs> called Butt Crack, and it is so so bad. It's only an hour long. It's uh, it feels like three hours. Does it live up to the title? Uh yes, it really does. It's about a guy that annoys his roommate so much because his butt cracks out the whole movie he's like why is your butt crack out so much you made my girlfriend throw up and she left bro what the heck you just totally butt crack blocked me bro (laughs) this isn't real it was uh all right hold on after he does the cock blocking so much he says i'm going to kill you they kill him uh and he gets brought to back with voodoo and they all die in the end. I'm not gonna go into it in too much detail. I told you the story. It's not. No, good. this is. You're, you're lying. Crack. That isn't the story. That's not the story. It, There's no bad. way. Do not watch butt. Tell crack. me the real story of butt crack. I do not believe you. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, that's it. Oh man, that just reminds me of uh, a movie I discovered at like three in the morning. I haven't watched it yet, but it's a movie we need to watch together. It's uh, called Butt Boy. Oh yeah, when you sent uh, that, I think this morning I was looked it up and it looks inter- it sounds interesting. Yeah, it, apparently it is a film noir, like crime detective movie played as straight as possible, where the serial killer has a compulsion to stick inanimate objects, animals, and people up his butt. Now that sounds way way more fun than butt crack. Also, another thing with butt crack, the main guy with the butt crack, 
All he does is stay home and play Atari. And he's like, eh, I'm just going to stay inside and play Atari. It's so fun. <laughs> no. And then the other guy that kills him, he's like, get with the times. Play PlayStation. Because it was like 90-something when it came out. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus fucking Christ. That sounds awful. It is fucking terrible. But I did watch something that cheered me up. I was like, you know what? I want to watch a good movie. A Bong Joon-ho movie. I love Parasite. I, I'll probably love everything else he makes. I probably watched the worst movie he's ever made. It's his first movie he's ever made. Yeah, uh, that's what I've heard. It's rough. Very, very rough. The movie starts off with a, a warning saying no dogs were harmed in the making of this movie. Uh, I call bullshit on that because there are some scenes that are they are very bad. Very, very bad. Uh, let's just say a dog hanging over a pipe by uh, its... Uh, leash and he's just holding it midair and it's swinging rapidly in the air i don't know how you could fake that well because that looked insanely well, if, real if that if that disclaimers at the very beginning it ha- i mean they could lie but like it has to be true because he could get like because if that if if that was put in there and he actually did harm animals he would be in more than an, a lot of trouble i would just watch it because it's a bong joon ho movie that and there are more scenes than just that i don't want to say them all because i don't want to remember them all they're bad i don't like the movie was okay but let's just say the animal abuse uh fictional if it is it most likely is uh it brought it down it brought down my enjoyment it sounds like you had a pretty rough night oh yeah it was real bad I, i didn't like that movie two and a half stars that was my movie night. I watched I'm Legend butt cracking that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How the fuck did you find out about butt crack is my question. I was just going through random movies. I was going to watch uh, the Toxic Avenger. Oh, yeah. Because all those movies are on uh, Prime. But I just cl- kept clicking through random uh, movies and I found it eventually. I saw butt crack. thought, hey, this looks like it'd be fun. It's only an hour long and it's some padding for my list. Uh, it was padding for my list, but it was not fun, and it felt like it was two hours long. Probably better when you watch it with a group of friends. But oh, man, you know what? Speaking so, since we're still on movies, I uh, I decided because uh, they released Underwater recently, and they uh, they announced or for the trailers and stuff for its physical release and digital, it said it had an ending, and I was. I was just completely like, really? Like that that really surprised me because we me, Cole, and Pat all saw underwater in theaters and we were just all like, eh, it's alright. Not even all it was okay. And um and the ending was just eh all, as well because I mean, uh can we I know I know what you meant. I thought the ending was cool with the creature being cool big creature. Oh well there we go, we'll get right into it. Spoilers. Um yeah, uh, it was actually confirmed by the director himself that the creature at the end was Cthulhu. But the original ending was uh, Christian Stewart blowing up the underwater base and killing Cthulhu and all the other creatures and um, sacrificing the... herself in the process. Yeah. Oh yeah, and um, no, 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 Jessica Chenwick, her and the whatever guy, they uh, they end up surviving. But um, but in the alternate ending, uh, she blows it up, but instead of dying, she actually goes into one of the um, one of the pods and escape, and that was it. <laughs> that was the alternate ending, and it was just like. Didn't make it any better <laughs> or change anything. Honestly, now that I've thought about it, it probably makes it worse because uh, at least in the uh, original ending, uh, you get to see a cool explosion. 
It's not like the Get Out alternate ending. No, I mean... Oh, hold on. I haven't seen Get Out oh, yet. Oh, never mind. Oh, fuck. But I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm one of the only person on Earth that haven't seen Get Out yet, so spare it, me. It's not like... I, I, I do prefer the ending that is in the movie, but the... That 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 alternate ending is rough. <laughs> yeah, no, the I mean the alternate endings for that are like good. This literally doesn't do anything. Like it's just like, ah, yeah. all right, you made a. I mean, if they did a what's that one annoying guy in the whole? Movie? T.J. Miller. Uh, yeah. T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. If they had a T.J. Miller execution scene, it would. <laughs> I mean, he God. died. He still died. I, I know, but they could have done it again. Yeah, made it more beautiful. <laughs> because literally TJ Miller dies by being pulled through his uh, his underwater suit and then blood. And that's it. Like, okay. <laughs> He's gone now. Thank goodness. Yeah, he They made him live way too long. Uh, really? I mean, yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, he was supposed to be the funny guy. Was not funny. Which is stupid. Like, it's just, oh, my God. Sorry. Was that movie I filmed? I'm just going to say one thing from the beginning of the movie. Uh, him and an, another character, he brings up anime randomly, and another character's like, oh, you like anime? I love anime. And then just brushes over it like that, never brought up again. And it so, it takes took me out of the moment so hard. <laughs> it's like, it, why, why bring this up at it was, all? It was probably a riff, like they were kind of riffing in that moment, and they kind of like, well, that that's in, char- in character, so they probably just kept it. Yeah. But like, literally everything he said is just like, Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Because, like, I, I was expecting his character to last until, like, toward the end. But then, like, mercifully, he's killed, like, before halfway. Yeah. But yeah. but the thing but the thing is, was underwater, like, yeah, it has some cool monsters when you could kind of barely make them out. I mean, yeah, you movie. could barely see them, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, but what we did see with uh, the whole, like, trying to sneak scene and the way she blows out the creature's back with that one gun, that was awesome. And when we got to see Cthulhu, the few little glimpses we saw was pretty awesome. If we got more, like, if we got more, like, Christian Stewart being an actual badass like that, it would have probably made it such a better movie. But we didn't. Which sucks. Yeah, it's just a lot of nothing. It's like, if the movie's about as slow as as the water that they're plotting through. Oh, my. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. because I I did not see this movie, and it it sounds like from y'all talking about it, I'm kind of glad I didn't. Like, it's not bad. It's not terrible. It's just really... Mediocre. Not very substantive. Like it, there's it, not a lot there to really. It's kind a of, dispo- very disposable. Yeah, like, it, there's, like there's a lot of really cool concepts. It's just none of them are really executed well. Like there's a fucking Cthulhu monster, and, like all these yeah. little squid demons that live underwater, and but you know they go for realism a little too bit and, and the wrong way. Where it's like everything's murky and the water and the lights drown everything out. So you just see these kind of weird shapes like you like you would see like the granny footage from like one of these deep sea submersibles so like good on you for kind of getting that aspect of it but you know it, like, if your it, whole gimmick is is a creature feature but you can't see the creature yeah like it can't even it can't even be a b-tier monster movie it's like it's very well because yeah, because you can't see the monster it, it's very I mean, it, it's very well d-tier not even c it's d it's bad it's just or not bad damn. it's so disappointing whatever c minus yeah, C minus. <laughs> it's just enough to pass. I guess. I would spell him. <laughs> William Eubank, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was the director. I, I don't uh, I think that was his I could be first. Compl- I think that's his first. I could be completely wrong, but you know Hey. 
It didn't have animal abuse. <laughs> I mean, so. it's not a you know not a horrible start, but you know, first one. But, but also, uh, Christian Stewart was giving her best 2001 Chester Bennington cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was true. true. Yeah. That was true. Wow. That was my spiel on underwater. Yeah. What you have something to add? I was gonna just talk about how uh, yesterday thought about uh, Itachi. Because it was like early morning, and I was just thinking, man, that's rough, bud. <laughs> Don't want to say spoilers, just saying that. That's rough, bud. All right. Man, I wish that didn't happen. Yeah, I remember you got you got weirdly emotional over Itachi recently. Yeah. Yeah, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to start to continue where I left off on Boruto. It's not bad. It's just very slow, and I want more classic characters' interactions with Boruto. I don't want to see this ugly tape wearing creatures. One last point. Uh, speaking of Naruto, I had a, a very shocking moment on my timeline the other day. One of my uh, mutuals, uh, they tend to retweet some NSFW stuff from time to time. And they retweeted like this whole like porn scene, basically. And so, so I'm just going through my timeline, seeing art, Animal Crossing stuff, and just smack in the middle... Is like another dude pounding another dude in the ass. I'm like, what the fuck is that? But the thing, but the thing is, what threw me even more is that the guy that's doing the pounding, he has a full length <laughs> Sasuke tattoo on his right arm, and like to to the point to where I'm not even focused on this other guy getting just railed in the ass. There's just a guy with a like a straight up like from the manga tattoo of Sasuke. I'm like, that's awesome. Somehow that's more jarring than. <laughs> than, than, than than this guy getting pounded. <laughs> That's the That's... most badass scene I've ever heard of, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I, I'm just imagining that the guy that's getting that's getting pounded, he just turns back and it's like, oh man, this this is so good. And then he looks back, oh, Naruto. And then then, the, then they just wistfully remember, they tell him, they, they see the little kids around them. It's like, that's how I met your grampy. Why would oh, they fuck. just meet in that situation, Pat? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I'm thinking of an old an old man with with a, with a Sasuke tattoo holding hands with with his with his husband who has a Naruto tattoo on the other okay. arm. I thought you mean they just like had uh, they were consensual, of course, and they just had bags over their heads and they just yanked them off and they're like, oh, what the? It's fuck? like a mystery box. Okay. Uh, <laughs> speaking of dick and balls, recently to kind of like kind of a way for me to uh, to vent. And to like kind of get this <laughs> to vent about <laughs> I swear to God to, to vent you know like about like what's going on and stuff I I've just been like doing these doodles and sketches in my uh, sketchbook one of the things that I, it's just kind of like a little inside I don't know why it's like an inside joke and it's just so funny to me but like I just I just got this idea like man what if I just drew a body horror praying mantis man but like instead of a thorax it's just a huge dick and just balls hanging and that's what I did. Yeah, and I, I like. Yeah, and then when he showed us, he was like, "I don't know if you can tell, but that's a dick and balls." And we were like, "Wenzel, we knew." But, but the, what What's so funny though is that people don't understand is that like I only like draw like dick and balls like when I'm with you guys. It's just a gang thing. It's a gang thing, and it's like I never, I never like, uh, I never post or do anything like that because you know it just. I just don't want to, and, like, <laughs> but, like, that's just, like, the first time, uh, like, an inside gang joke is uh, actually public. Yeah, somehow I'm not convinced, because you draw more cock and balls than any straight man I've ever met. And, and not only that, just the detail you put into yeah. those dicks. He's got to make an imprint, he's got to make a mark. And the thing, like, but, I mean, it's true, though, because, like, I... 
And I mean, there there is a variety too. Go through it's literally not the all of my social media, and you'll you'll never find any art, dick and balls, never, except for now, uh, yeah. because I I just just don't... wait fifty years to when I release the stuff you wrote for me in middle school, in high school. <laughs> but I'll, I'll definitely remove a lot of that. Oh God, yeah, that's some great stuff. Well, I think that's a nice bookend. We started with dick and balls, unfortunately, and that's how it ends. So thank you all for listening to our. Three-year extravaganza, three years of cum and piss and shit and dick and balls. And for better or for worse, that's where we are. That's where we, I guess, will continue to be. So thank you all so much for listening today. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at AYCH Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and a litter box at All You Can Hear. You can follow us on YouTube and Twitch at All You Can Hear. And be sure to like, rate, review, subscribe and all those platforms that really helps us out, really spreads us around and lets more people listen to us, for better or for worse. And you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter and Instagram at John Lawson's Name. You can follow my art on Facebook at John Lawson's Name Art. You can follow me on Twitter at J-N-I-I-B-O-I-24 and Letterbox at John Unson12. Uh, my name's Colt. Follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. Do some kickflips. Do some uh, ollies. Do some backflipperoos. Just don't go outside. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Winslow. You can follow me on Twitter at Winslow Booking. You can follow my art Instagram at What a Winsy. Read, watch a movie, watch a show, play video games, do something inside to keep you occupied. Have Stay fun. the fuck home. Yes. Please. Take care of yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.